and welcome to episode 60 of the Night Gallery Podcast. My name's Chris Brown. Today we're going to be talking about Lagoda's Heads. It's the third story from episode 14, season 2. Uh, teleplay by Robert Bloch, uh, based on the short story by August, De- August Deerleaf, uh directed by Jenna Swark. Um, for me, personally, it is a story from a, a very different time in terms of how it's handled and its content. So, um, just to warn you that this is very much, as well, a horror film, also horror, horror story, I should say, also has a, a hint of exploitation about it. Item number three in the night gallery. You probably recognize this quaint figurine. The dead eyes, the sewn lips, the kind of thing that usually infests nightmares. And that happens to be precisely what it is, a nightmare of the first order. It's titled, Lagoda's Heads. We are in the jungle, and there is a Major Crosby, uh, and a guy called Henley, and a, a group of fishers. Um, they are uh, they are heading towards a a witch doctor, a witch doctor's hut, a guy called Lagoda. Now the major and Henley are, are on the lookout for uh, for for Henley's brother, who's gone missing. And um, they have a, a hint. They're trying to get a steer basically on what's going on. There is concern. Lagoda is a witch doctor which makes him a very powerful man. Not in horror terms, in fact, that he would be magical as such, not, not in the, the eyes of the major anyway, but the more that he has incredible sway with the people in the area. They go and see him, and, and Lagoda is, um, is being very cagey, basically refusing to speak, saying he'd never seen this man's brother before. But uh, a young woman a local woman uh basically shops lagoda she says that um henley's brother had been there before and uh in actual fact he'd be she he'd been there to see uh something unusual lagoda's heads he is dead i know wait who are you My name is Kiro. I live in the village. What do you know about my brother? Uringimula, Aski Nebo Kulanga, Kuldambala. He says if I speak, he will put a curse on me. Kiro, you seem to be an intelligent girl. You don't believe that a curse can be more powerful than the truth? Your brother came ten days ago. He said he wished to study our ways. How long was my brother here? Only a few days. Last week he learned of Logoda. He left to come here, but he never returned. I begged him not to come, but he said he must. He wanted to see Logoda's heads. Heads? In there. They're in his back room, basically, and the mayor wants to see them. 
they are shrunken heads with um, that have uh, that have basically been cut off Lagoda's enemies and then shrunk on a, onto a warm fire, slow roasted as it were, until they're very small. And these heads seem to give Lagoda a power. He focuses for a minute, concentrates, and the heads swing wildly uh, on their own, as if moved by a, a powerful force. This force um, is something that uh, Lagode then claims did, you know, says to that said to him that Henley's brother had uh, had died and drowned in the river. Obviously, this is not something that the major, uh, the young woman Cairo, or Henley now believe after Cairo's revelations in terms of what 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 she'd said and what had actually happened. It all seems a bit suspect. Cairo asks, "Can she go back with the uh, the major?" And Henley, mainly because she's now concerned, worried for her life. They head back to to where they're, they're staying. And, uh, and and stay the night, and then be, are awakened with the news that a none of them are hurt, but b also that uh, someone comes in and tells them that Lagoda has been hurt. He um, he is in actual fact um, being killed and possibly murdered in a violent way. They head over to the hut where he lives. And see, and we'd seen off camera, but the major declares it a horrific scene, as if he'd been murdered, torn apart by wild beasts. It's at this point that Cairo again states exactly what she'd done, and in fact, it was here all along, has far more powerful magic, and rather than able to give just give these shrunken heads a voice like Lagoda she is able to do something far more grisly with them no don't go in there what is it Lagoda's throat his entire body ripped and torn as the wild beasts attacked him while he slept there were no beasts major Only my magic. Yours? I knew Logoda killed your brother, but I couldn't prove it, so I have avenged him. In my own way. How? When I was in there by myself, I knew Logoda could make the head speak. But my magic is stronger. You see, I know how. To make them kill. Okay. Any time, I think, from a more modern perspective, we go back and look at stories of witch doctors, uh, tribes in the jungle, tents, and you know, in truth, this all comes from you know. For me personally, uh, you know, the cannibal films, uh, the exploitation through um, through Mondo, the Italian Mondo films, these faux documentaries obsessed 
with um, showing things that they would not normally be able to show under the uh, rather unfortunate guys or rather unpleasant guys that it's it's documentary. Obviously, they're far more extreme versions of what we have here. This is a story that is basically, um, you know, working on the fears of the unknown of these African tribes as some as somehow have a power that us us well you know Western English or American white people have no uh, real uh, control over or understanding and are able to do quite horrendous things that said you've got um, Robert Block who wrote the script who at least was able to put a bit of um bit of African language in there in terms of, you know, adding a little bit, you know, some kind of authenticity to, to, to the story to an extent. Um, but I mean, on the whole, you know, the, the acting's a little bit, a little bit slapdash, I think. I think that's probably fair to say, um, which doesn't help. Um, you've got uh, Patrick McNee, who plays Major Crosby, who's desperately trying to, you know, pull something out in terms of his character not being that cliched. He does have the same weight to it. Uh, Denise Nicholas as uh, Cairo, frankly, looks out of place. Tim Matheson's Henley looks embarrassed. And then you've got Zara Cully, who plays Ember, who's like a, an old woman who's kind of like a gatekeeper to the um, to uh, Lagoda's hut, and um, probably seeing it as 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 kind of what it is in a sense which is um quite uh exploitative fair she 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 doesn't exactly uh throw the boat out in terms of a great performance she's she's far better in different things um a lot of this i think probably is because um rod block when he wrote the teleplay was desperate to keep it close to august um derliff's original story which, in bit, bear in mind, was published in April 1939 in the magazine Strange Stories. Um, uh, you know, aside from the fact, that, you know, his only real contribution as such to changing it was to throw this additional, more um, more accurate language in, rather than <coughs> you know too much just people just talking English. And obviously, the story relies on that a lot anyway. Um, you know, I mean. Another thing which obviously really sticks in the mind with this, and the problem, one of the major issues, is that uh, it's done on a TV budget, so you're not on in the hot, beastly tropics, as such. In actual fact, you're uh, you're blatantly on the same back lot where big surprises filmed. They've just put some trees in there and uh, you know a, a cheap-looking skull on a stick and stuff like that. Um. Jennifer Swark and uh, director of photography uh, Kelly Linden both managed to, you know, at least make it look okay or as good as it can do. They don't; it's not a fussy direction, but it it, look, it looks good. It's it, it's technically well made. Uh, it just really stumbles and falls in terms of trying to carry across any kind of real feeling of heat. Of, uh, of fear, it just—it's a very dry, dry story, in truth. Which is a shame. When you compare this to 
Um, well, I mean, the one that sticks in the mind will be the caterpillar, which we'll talk about well a lot later. In truth, it's like the last. It's in the last episode of uh, of season two, and I mean that's uh, that's directed by Jonas Hawk, and that that has a far more sense of heat and of jungle. You feel you, you feel you're really out there on that, but uh, I suppose that's partly because a lot more money was thrown at that story. Cuts a lot longer story. Um. It is, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a bit disappointing. Uh, I think they do what they can with what they've got. The script is an ideal, uh, and um, obviously as well. I mean, you know, the actual denouncements. Cairo's kind of the twist with Cairo does feel a bit odd in terms of there's no real sign that it's coming, and then it just pops up out of nowhere that this this woman has this far greater power, which for some reason or other she's keeping well hidden, and has has used it to kind of doing this uh, this man who threatened her uh, or looked like he was going to threaten her anyway and kill her because of what she'd said um, on the plus side it's got some nice nice horror elements to it obviously you know I'm saying it's quite traditional in its outlook um, those horror, you know the, the moment when the heads swing it's quite grisly the final scene is that it's a close up of uh, one of the shrunken heads with a bit of meat Stuck in its mouth, which is uh, which is a nice little scary twist to close the episode on. It's quite quite gory, quite brutal, uh, and that works quite well. And I suppose when it's working on its more books, I mean, it is a, is a story that's based on quite base elements. When it's actually working at them at, at its peak, I think it does it really well. Um, you know, I mean, you don't see that stories like this very often anymore. I think that's probably fair. Um, there was a director video release called Dead Time Stories, which is like um, is another anthology film in this case, which is introduced by George A. Romero. And one of the stories in that, uh, I think it's the first volume from that series, is uh, is is a similar kind of you know people in the jungle, heads cut off, kind of violence, uh, quite obviously more gory than this because you know it's based it's, it's aiming for a more you know it's a different time I suppose isn't. It wasn't quite so shackled to uh, to horror uh, to uh, have to be, you know to to cow towns the TV board TV executives, but um, it feels very much out of place. I felt when I watched that, and I think I have a similar kind of feeling with with, with this. It feels of its time, but I do wonder exactly how how you know. I mean, admittedly, this was a time when people were still making films like Blackula, but. Um, Exactly, or indeed, you know, the cannibal, cannibal movies. But uh, I do wonder exactly, you know, how well it, even then, it would have sat with its audience. Um, so on a whole, it's a bit of a disappointing episode. This really, we've got. Uh, well, we start off with the different ones, which has no real emotional relevant re- resonance. Then you've got the Tell David, which is better. But uh, is has it has its own issues in terms of being quite a uh, well quite confusing story, and then we move to this quite traditional um, horror story, um, quite old fashioned in a way, and it works better. But it shows the weight and the problems of um, of those kinds of that kind of story, um, you know, that, that trying to do that kind of feel on a bigger sta- on a smaller stage in terms of television. Um, so yeah, uh, as a whole, a bit of a dullest disappointment one for Night Gallery. But the pro- the good thing is, there's still some really good stuff to come.
Major Crosby, come quick. What's the trouble, Sergeant? The old woman was here from Lagoda's hut. She said Lagoda is dead. Dead? How did it happen? She said Lagoda sleep in hut all night alone. She watched no one come. In morning she go in, she find Lagoda. You still haven't told us how he died. She said Lagoda murdered. <laughs> Just a few things to finish off. Um, just to say hello to a couple of people. Uh, Dan Myatt, who's on Twitter as Shropshire Dan. Um, he's just got hold of all the Night Gallery episodes and I think he's having a bit of a kid in the sweet shop moments at the moment, like picking out his favourite stories, which is great. And also uh, Mark Bosada, who said hello to me on Twitter, who is a, uh, a Liverpool fan, much like myself, but also a, a, a sci-fi and horror fan. And he lives over in, in LA and um, he, he just... Uh, well, we were talking about Liverpool's cup win and also about the night gallery. So, so and apparently he's he's racing through the podcast at the moment. So I suppose I better put a few more of people to listen to. Um, so hello to you. If you want to say hello, uh, much like those two people did, and, and have a chat with me about anything, you can do at my private Twitter address, which is at orange underscore monkey. Just say hello. Uh, it's locked, but say hello, and uh, and I will say hello back and follow you and stuff. We can have a chat. Um, there's other ways to get hold of myself and indeed Tom and the rest of the Twilight Zone network team, uh, the people who who help and and, and so, so 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 brilliantly contribute to the website, which continues to grow and it's amazing. Um, you can do at uh, well, go to the. The website first of all is www.thetwilightzonenetwork.com. Uh, comment any article, or you can talk to us on our Facebook page, uh, and also our Twitter, which is Twilight Zone Net. Uh, there's links on the website. If you want to just click on them, you can find us, um, and you can email me personally, Chris at thetwilightzonenetwork.com, or if you want to get the main uh, email address, you want to get hold of anybody else, it's uh, admin at thetwilightzonenetwork.com. So there's lots of different ways to get hold of us. Um, as I was saying, loads of people doing some really great stuff for the website. Uh, unfortunately, last week I had to take a week off. I uh, wasn't able to do it. Uh, life's a bit hectic at the moment, as you can probably understand. If you're doing a two-year thing, um, things get in the way. Um, so I had to take a week off. Uh, but I won't be taking a week off next week because it's a really good story to talk about. It's Green Fingers. Um, Rod Serling's story, well, teleplay, based on a short story by R.C. Cook, and it is one of the classics um so until then take care and i'll speak to you soon goodbye